Hello, and welcome to Mixed DNA, the podcast with two mixed race hosts talking about whatever and all the things in life that are ugly, awkward, and beautiful. I think ugly and beautiful really sets the tone for this week's episode. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Melissa. I agree. Not one more than the other. Vanessa, please tell our lovely listeners what we'll be discussing today. Well, it's Valentine's Day. How exciting and romantical. So, of course, our episode today is about lovey-dovey stuff, so we're going to make this a fun episode and talk about some experiences we've had in the world of romance. Oh, man. Some hits and some misses, some sadness and definitely some laughs. Possibly more misses on my part. But yes, definitely laughs, because if we couldn't look back at some of our past experiences and laugh, we'd be leading very sad lives indeed. And in order to conceal people's identities in the following <laughs> stories, in case anyone we're sharing a story about is listening, we will refrain from using anyone's names. Let's get started, shall we? Hopefully they never listen. Okay. So I am the one to start, and I think I will start from the very beginning when my first heartbreak happened. <laughs> so in elementary school, I forgot how old I was, maybe like, let's say between eight and 11, I had a crush on my friend's brother's friend. Well, she wasn't really my friend, but anyways. So her brother's friend. Uh, He was so blonde and so handsome. And I was really into poetry at that age and Shakespeare because of how romantic it was. And I think maybe he was 15. So, of course, my first thought was to write him out a small excerpt from one of Shakespeare's sonnets. Because that's what every teenage boy wants, right? (laughs) Anyway, I put it in an envelope and wrote his name on it and asked her to give it to him. So I called her after we got home from school and or she called me, I think. Well, doesn't matter. Anyway, so I could hear some ruckus in the background. And I said, well, did you give him the letter? And she said, yeah. And I said, "Okay." so what did he say? And then she told me his friends or so her brother and his friends were at her house and they were laughing at me. So I also began to hear the laughter in the background and I was so destroyed. So I just hung up and I went and cried. It was so horrible. Anyways. Yeah. I never thought that would happen for some reason. I thought he would read the poem and be like, Oh my God, I love you too, Vanessa. Anyway. So sorry for starting off sad, but it's, it's amusing. Do you think maybe you were like older than eight to 11? Like how many eight to 11 year olds are into like Shakespearean sonnets? No, I wasn't. I was in elementary school. Oh, you're way ahead of your time, my friend. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> but the boys aren't. But um, putting yourself out there is always hard, especially when you get a response like you did. No one likes to be laughed at. No one should be laughed at when they're putting their heart on their sleeve. And yes, I will definitely chalk it up to teenage boys being idiots. True story. The first story I want to share is about a boy that I met at Canada's Wonderland way, 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 way back when. So for those that don't know, Canada's Wonderland is a theme park just outside of Toronto. Lots of roller coasters, thrill rides, funnel cake, water park. A fun place to be, especially when you're a teenager. My friends and I had seasons passes, so we would religiously hang out here. Most days solely for the purpose of meeting boys. We met a lot of boys. Like a lot, a lot. Over the course (laughs) of our teenage years. And um, so that I'm going to tell the story about. Um, we actually maintained like a casual friendship into like our post-university days. So anyway, I met a boy and we hit it off and he was cute, um, like a real charmer. Side note, though, like when we first approached this boy, it wasn't even because I was interested in him. It, 
was because one of my other friends was, but he was all like, no, I want to talk to her. And he pointed at me. So I just went (laughs) with the flow. (laughs) So we would like talk on the phone and he would always return my pages. Um, That's like on a pager for those that don't know what that is. Um, One evening, he invited me over to his place because his parents were going to be out and I didn't have a car at the time. So um, my friend drove me and then later picked me up. And where she went during this time is beyond me because we live like on the west end of Toronto and this guy lived on the east end of Toronto. So that's like, it's a big commute. Um, so we're hanging out in this guy's bedroom for what feels like hours watching whatever. And eventually we're kissing, we're making out and it's all great because you know how you get those like butterflies in your stomach when you're making out with someone who at the moment you think is just like the most beautiful boy on the planet. So we're like undressing one another and it seems like things are going to go to the next level. And I ask him if he has a condom and he doesn't. So I'm like, well, then this isn't going to happen because, you know, I am very responsible. And he's like, my brother probably has one and his brother isn't home, but he goes into his room and like rummages through the guy's stuff and he finds one. And he brings it back to his room and he opens the package and instantly the bedroom begins to smell like Coca-Cola, like excessively Coca-Cola. Like, it's such a potent smell as if we're, like, in the Coca-Cola factory. Um, And we just end up laughing so much that nothing ends up happening. And I rarely ever drink Coke, but anytime I do smell that potent flavor of Coke, it, like, brings me back to this really funny moment. Why did it smell like Coke? Coke condom? I don't know. It must have been some kind of, like, Coke swag. I don't know. (laughs) Do they hand out condoms? (laughs) I can't really see them hanging condoms here. Have this condom and drink our beverage. But I have sure no idea. oh my goodness. So I had a crush on my friend's friend. This is my next story. He was very cute and funny, sort of. I guess from what I remember, I guess he was funny. Who knows? So I mean, maybe he was funny because I had a crush on him. Um, so this friend lived near or my friend lived nearish to this guy. And I went to visit her because she was going to see him, I think, or knew where he was going to be. And we were going to meet up. Anyway, she said to me after we met with him for me to drive him home because he didn't have a car. So I said, what if he wants, you know, and I didn't do my (laughs) routine before seeing a boy since I didn't think anything was going to happen. I just thought we were going to talk. And then she said something that stuck with me forever and still rings true today. She said, boys don't care about that. Well, boys don't care about that stuff. They'll do it anyway. And it's so true. So true. Who knew? I mean, she clearly knew more about boys than I did. So I drove him home and we were talking and flirting. And when I dropped him off, he said, do you want to come upstairs? So I said, okay, sure. So that story makes me laugh, not at you, but at the bed situation it like it makes me think back to like all the university and early 20 something quote unquote sleepovers um with the most precarious sleeping situations (laughs) twin side beds are literally for people 10 and under and after that they should be banished i agree oh my goodness so unfortunately i have another very random condom story so when i was in university i met this really cute curly haired guy at a club And we went back to my place afterward for like a hookup, um, which all went well. I mean, as far as I remember, Um, he was a bit of a dud, like conversation wise, but he was cute. So kudos to him for having a cute face. Anyway, he left my place super early in the morning. 
um, for his own like rendition of the walk of shame. And I started tidying up my room, stripping my bed to like wash my sheets and realize that like, I can't find the condom. Like I'm looking everywhere. It's like, it's nowhere. I'm like, did he take it with him? Which would be really weird (laughs) and really gross. But then I realized it's stuck inside of me. Like I couldn't even like feel it or anything, but I'm like, well, can't be anywhere else. Right. So I try to like fish it out, but I can't. I even called one of my roommates who was so not willing to help me. (laughs) So eventually I just had to like sit on the floor of my room. (laughs) Wide open with a flashlight and tweezers and managed to pull it in. Nice. It was like very, very lodged. (laughs) That must have sucked, but I mean, at least you got it out. So that's good. Being determined with your tweezers. Um, Oh man. Did it hurt? No, it just, it's awkward. Yeah. Uncomfortable. Well, never had that happen again. Yes. (laughs) Um, Okay. Uh, Okay. Um, So there was a guy, obviously, I met through a group of friends and thought he was kind of cute. So we decided to go on a date. So he picked me up to go to the movies. I mean, I I don't even remember what movie we saw so long ago. But anyway, so, you know, he parked the car, we got out, we walked in and we went to the counter and we're like, we want to see so-and-so movie. So, okay. So she told us the amount of the ticket. And the guy went to, into his wallet and I was reaching for mine. Like I was just about to, but he didn't see me. And he said right in front of the girl, he's like, what? So you aren't going to pay? Like you're not going to reach for your wallet? He was so loud. I wanted to die. So obnoxious. <laughs> so I said, yes, actually I am. And got money and passed it to the girl who was looking down. Didn't want to look at either of us. So after the movie, I don't even know why I sat through the movie. Anyways, um, so after the movie, we walked to his car And I just sat there and he looked at me and had the audacity to say, do you want to make out like in the back of the truck? I was like, no, I would like to go home. Thanks. So we drove home in silence. So then after I told my friend what he did and the next time we were at a club and saw uh, him and all his friends, she went up and told his friends what he did and they ridiculed him in front of me. And it was amazing. Did you pay for him and you to go to the movies? No, I paid for my part. Oh, just for yourself. Okay, good. Yes. So okay, terrible. good. Um, you know, I'd like to think that young men are being chivalrous in these modern times where women and girls are more capable, are more than capable of taking care of themselves. But like, that's just plain rude. Like, I'm surprised yeah. you even still went into the movie theater. Same. Should have just left. <laughs> Definitely. So... There was a nightclub that my friends and I used to attend religiously in our mid-20s. It was located like smack in the middle of the entertainment district in downtown Toronto, and we were regulars. Um, The place was only open for a year, so maybe a year and a half before it was shut down and they opened a Palladium, which also didn't last because now it's a Marshalls. Um, Everyone and their mother used to hang out at this place. It was like a multi-level venue with different genres of music on each floor and different rooms. Um, would have different DJs so that, like, everywhere you went, you'd hear a different sound. Um, you could find my friends and I on a Friday night in the soca room. Because um, when it comes to soca music, we're, like, diehards, apparently. Um, there's a lot of stories I can tell about this particular venue. But when I think funny, and I'm trying to keep the episode lighthearted, um, there was a guy there that I used to see regularly. He was definitely mixed. 
but I couldn't tell with what. But definitely East Asian and something else. I used to be pretty ballsy back in the day, and I would talk to like any guy whenever about whatever. Like it's a confidence that I kind of wish I still had, but that's like an episode for another day. So um, <laughs> for whatever reason, I just could not get up the nerve to speak to this guy. He was just like so beautiful, and I just couldn't. I would, like a crazy person, just stare at him from across the room, loud music blaring, strobe lights pulsing, and I just wouldn't talk to him. But eventually, enough was enough. I had to know who he was and if he was really worth all the time I was spending on Friday nights ogling him. So (laughs) I jumped on Facebook, and this nightclub had like its own page where they would post pics every week that they took of the people that were at the venue. So um, a lot of candids, but mostly pics of people posing with their significant others or group of friends. So I scoured like thousands of images until I found a picture of him with his friends this was like literally days and days of scrolling (laughs) and then success (laughs) I don't think at this point Facebook had the ability to tag people in pictures or maybe it wasn't a feature yet but then again someone would have had to have tagged him if that was a capability back then anyways there was no such thing then so I did what I thought was like the next Bex So I did what I thought at the time was the next best thing. I screenshotted the picture and drew a big red circle around his (laughs) face and reposted the image to my Facebook, asking my 300 closest friends um, if they knew who this guy was. And when I think now about doing that, it's so stupid. Like I have aunts and uncles and like people on my (laughs) Facebook page. Who is this guy, auntie? But anyhow, success. Okay. (laughs) Somebody did know who he was. So a friend of mine used to play hockey with him when they were younger. They knew his name and his ethnicity, because remember I said he looked mixed. So he's Guyanese, Chinese, and white. And they were even able to get me this guy's phone number. <laughs> well done. Um, so I took the guy's number and I called him. And we talked a couple times and we met up the following Friday at the club. And because, you know, we were both like, we were both there every week anyways. Um But after all that work I put in, he just turned out to be like a big dud. We had like nothing in common and conversations were just like, blah. But he's still cute. Yes, he was cute. So. Okay. That's, that's all right. Not bad. So many duds so far. Um, When I moved to Calgary, I was on Plenty of Fish. (laughs) Did you go on Plenty of Fish? No, I've never used POF. Well, there aren't that many good fish. Okay. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Tell you that. Oh my goodness. Okay, so that was the only free one. I didn't want to I didn't want to pay. I mean, probably should have, but I didn't want to. Anyways, so I met this guy and he was a ginger, which is one of my most favorite haired boys. Um we went out for a date and all was going well, you know, he was cute, the food was good and we were talking and laughing. And then I, I don't know what we were, exactly what we were talking about, but I guess just like likes what, what you like and you don't like and he's like you know what I don't like curly hair I was like okay so I just looked at him because my hair was straightened on this date and I guess he thought it was straight I mean I guess obviously that's a stupid statement but yeah so he thought it was straight and I said um well my hair is curly I just straightened it and he just kind of looked at me he's like you know kind of those things where you're like no not your hair but this kind of curly hair I don't know it was really weird, but, you know, every has the, everyone has the stuff they like and they don't like. So, I mean, it's not that big a deal. So I just, I just ignored it. 
So I'm not sure what we did, but we went back to his house and we made out for a bit and then he went to his room. So before we went back to his house, he was telling me how he just moved into the place and uh, that's why there would be boxes everywhere. And there was. So when he went in his room, I figured maybe he was looking for something to show me or something, anything. And I was sitting there for a long time. I swear, like 15, 20 minutes passed by. And I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to go home. And then I think he said, okay. And I said, are you going to walk me to the door? And as far as I know, most normal people walk whomever they have in their house to the door. So I figured, you know, he was going to do the same. So his response to me, to my question, was, were you going to walk me to the door? Yelled, what am I, your boyfriend? And he was like, I don't know, 15 feet away or so. And I was like, what fuck does that have to do with walking me to the door? I don't understand what kind of reaction that is. Such an odd response. So I was just said, okay, you know, mumbled, I'll walk myself to the damn door. Anyways, what a weirdo. But <laughs> we saw each other one more time, only because I wanted to go to the zoo. And he asked me if I wanted to go on a zoo date. So I said, okay. And it was really nice out uh, because it was summer. And after he drove me home, um, he said, he looked at me, he's like, so do you want to make out? Apparently, that's the question I get asked. I don't know. You want to make it? I don't know. I was like, no, I'm good. But thanks for the trip from thanks for the trip to the zoo. And then got out of the car. Very big dead as well. Why would you even want to go to the zoo with this loser? I don't know. I don't know. I was bored. In Calgary, I didn't have many friends. Oh, you're in Calgary because I was like, yeah. I could have taken you to the zoo. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't have many friends. So I was like, sure, all right. And I didn't have a car. Do you so. think he got all weird because he realized your hair was curly? <laughs> Imagine. Did you wear a curly to go to the zoo? No, no, I don't think so. I was very into straightening it back then, probably because I had a complex about curly hair and he just like fed into it. He's better okay. off. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the days before Tinder and Bumble... um. Even before uh, Plenty of Fish. Um, really? Yes. I would sometimes really? try to meet guys on like High Five. Do you remember that? I remember it, but I don't remember being on it. What's it? Is it like Plenty of Fish or like you scroll through people? No, it's like Facebook. Like you have oh. friends, you're friends with people. Oh, yes, yes. I remember. Anyhow, so I met a guy once who he like checked all my boxes. He was perfect. He was attractive, intelligent. He liked my culture, like the food, the music. Um, We always had lots to talk about. And he was just like a pure sweetheart. So I had recently returned from my uh, teaching stint in Japan, um, which also consisted of a long-term relationship, which also took me to Indiana for three months, which obviously ended. And I was ready for someone new in my life. So Upon meeting this guy, it seemed like all was falling into place for me, but I had just come back from teaching in Japan, and in five weeks, this guy was leaving to teach in Japan. (laughs) So the timing was crappy. We always used to say that to one another, and we tried the whole long distancing, um, but Japan to Canada is seriously long distance. And um, a few months after he moved to Japan to start his teaching contract, I was there for a friend's wedding. And we're in totally different cities, like me in Nagasaki, which is where I used to work, and him in Nagoya, which is where his posting was. Um, So just like an FYI, these places are like a 10-hour drive from one another. Um, 
And I was only there for eight days, um, literally to like attend the wedding, recover from the wedding, and then head back home. However, though, due to unforeseen torrential typhoon weather, I missed my flight back to Toronto and there were no flights for five days. Like it was a holiday week in Japan, so wow. seriously high air travel. I don't know. It seems like illogical, like a big city like Tokyo wouldn't have like more flights. But no, like during Golden Week, which is when it was, there's literally like it's impossible to get flights. So I hopped a train from. Oh, and on another side note, how much money did I have left with me? I literally had the equivalent of like maybe 25 US dollars left. Oh, my God. Um, so yeah, like I'm pretty screwed. Like I can't afford to stay in a hotel. I, I mean, I could go all the way back to Nagasaki to like my friends, but, um, I hopped a train from Tokyo's, uh, Narita airport to Nagoya and spent five amazing days with this guy. Um, and honestly, to this day, this is like one of the most memorable weeks of my life, like a real emotional high. He was at work during the day, obviously. So I would like sightsee and walk around and in the evenings we would have dinners and just cute Japanese date nights and like great sex. Um, and that was that for our relationship. We talked here and there and we sent packages back and forth a couple of times, but that gets expensive very quickly. And it just fizzled and he never came back from Japan. And he's still there. In fact, he married a local uh, maybe five or six years after. And the rest is history. And oh. uh, we're, still, we're still Facebook friends. Oh, that's good. But the fun- it ended like... But there, a funny thing is that, so like, like I said, we tried to do the long distance thing, and that was like through this this uh, in unforeseen like five day stint and whatever, and maybe like a year after that, like we tried, but it was like really hard, and then the whole thing just fizzled. Like the phone, like it wasn't as easy to communicate as it is like these days. Right. So yeah, that's true. Just kind of like stopped, and then like one day he like called out of the blue, and he's like, "I met someone, and I just wanted to know if it was okay," and Aww. I was. Like, I don't care. I haven't talked to you in like a year. That's a cute story. Um, I think I have a cute young romantic story here. Um, okay, so this seem well, this is the best way to meet somebody is through your friends. So, or friends of friends. Um, so I met a guy through a group of boys that me and my friends used to hang out with. And I went to a friend's house to watch a movie and he was there. Like, I thought he was cute, but... I didn't really think anything of it. Like we were just watching a movie and yeah, that's all I wanted to do. So the movie was over. It was during the evening in summer. So I walked to my car and got in. I was just about to pull out and I saw him walking towards the car. So he came up to the window and I'm like, hello. And he asked if I could have my number. I feel like I was seeing somebody at the time or something along those lines or whatever. And I was like, no, I well, I just want to be friends. Is that okay? And he said, yeah, that's fine. You know, we can talk and hang out sometimes. So I said, okay. And we used to talk on the phone on and off on the house phone, which was still popular back then. <laughs> um, <laughs> way back then, it was the cordless wireless phone. Oh, that is the same. Wireless phone. Anyways, it was cool. Um, so we, we talked on the phone and then it got longer and longer and longer as time went on until the point where we used to fall asleep on the phone and like wake up in the morning and be like, uh-huh, all disoriented. It was very cute. Um, so he also had a girlfriend while he was talking to me as well, which is terrible, but she hated me for obvious reasons. But in my mind, we were just friends. I didn't, I wasn't trying to steal nobody's boyfriend. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> mm-hmm. I got a, I got a call from him late one night and he was very drunk and like yelling and talking. And then he was like, oh, you know, I have to tell you something, but I can't. Like, what's the point of your call then? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> so he eventually told me that he loved me and wanted to be with me. I was like really upset about it that he couldn't. And I was so shocked. I didn't know what to say. I don't even remember what I said, but I, I don't know how we hung up. But I remember the next day I was telling my mom and I was like really upset. And then she said, do you love him? And then I was like, but I, I only ever thought of him as a friend. So my thought beyond that, I didn't think of it. So as I did think of it, I felt I did love him. So we did get together. Um, I think it lasted about a year, but unfortunately we broke up and it didn't last long. Very, such a heartbreak. Um, and it was my fault because I fell in love with one of his close friends. And that is an intense story, which I might tell in one of my other stories. You in a, in a love quadrangle and then a triangle. <laughs> Exciting lives we used to live. Yeah, you know. So I don't think I've ever mentioned this on any of our podcasts, but I was married once upon a time. Um, it was a 10-year relationship, uh, three of which... Uh, it was a 10-year relationship. Three of those years were married. And no, that is not the father of my son, because I know that's what some of you are already asking. <laughs> um, and maybe one day I'll discuss the relationship in more detail. But for this episode specifically, I want to talk about the marriage proposal, which I absolutely loved. He proposed in Disney World, which I've mentioned in previous episodes is one of my most favorite places in the entire world. So it was a special moment at the time for me for like more than one reason, obviously. So I'm going to rewind a little bit. My ex-husband and I lived together prior to marriage. And then one day, about two to three months before the planned trip to Disney World, I saw his credit card statement. Um, I didn't go snooping for the statement. It was literally just like on the table with the mail and it was open. Um and there's a, like a very large charge. Like, you know, if you just, if you kind of glance at someone's credit card statement, it's like, you know, 70 bucks, 15 bucks, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, 25 bucks. And then there's like this big, huge number, which, you know, you don't see regularly. He's a um, terrible secret keeper. Just leave apparently. Um, so I see this very large charge from a very like reputable jewelry retailer. So I know the proposal is coming, but I didn't know that it was going to go down in Disney World. Um, but eventually by the time the trip rolled around, he still hadn't asked. So I figure like, oh, it's going to happen on this trip. So through the whole trip, I'm nervous because I know it's coming, but I didn't know like where or when, and it was his first time there and it was a 10 day trip. So I didn't know if it was cause he didn't know the parks very well or like didn't know where he wanted to do it or when he wanted to do it, but he didn't end up proposing until almost six days into the trip. And then when he finally <laughs> did ask during like a nighttime firework, uh, show at Hollywood Studios I was like finally <laughs> but of course I said yes um, so even though the relationship eventually fell to pieces the proposal was a nice memory albeit it's kind of only memorable to me now though because it did happen in Disney World but that's that's really nice especially the firework part he picked a good moment he told me afterward like he wanted to do it at the Magic Kingdom but I had oh, kept okay. putting off the Magic Kingdom Oh, you ruined it. <laughs> I didn't know he wanted to do it there, but it's because of like how things were like dining reservations were working out. Like it's a whole big, only a real Disney planner would understand like why, like we just couldn't get to the Magic Kingdom yet. Couldn't get there. Couldn't get there. So eventually he just did it during this other 
show because he wanted to do it like during the fireworks in front of the castle like so cliche (laughs) but cute yes but but no it was still cute the way it was done i like i actually like that show better than the castle show oh well then good how far is the castle from where or like how far did you go to the castle after the six days oh maybe the next day or the day after but he didn't really he doesn't know like one thing from the other right so he would and then he was always paranoid because he was carrying around this ring in his pocket like every single day oh god in a park with like a bajillion people where it could like get lost fall out on a ride like (laughs) oh man well i mean good it all i mean it went well at the time yes at the time good stuff okay so this is one of my favorite stories it's it's amusing it ends fizzily but i mean it's pretty funny okay so when i was online this is the first online stuff so like msn chat kind of like mrc going into chat rooms kind of thing it wasn't how it is now um so i met this guy online and he was really funny and he was sweet and nice like uh, he was a really good friend and we talked all the time so for the purpose of this story i will give them names since it's confusing when i was trying to write it i kept saying this guy this guy and it was confusing me so the guy that i'm talking to is my friend his name is friend okay so we're gonna call him friend so one day friend said we should meet because we have we never met each other so we were just talking blindly um and i was hoping that i would like the way he looked because we got along so well and you know he had a great personality so i really wanted to meet him either way so i had to drive all the way to north toronto forever it took forever i have a question where the hell is what is north toronto North York? Yeah, like, yeah, oh, okay. it was far. Okay, yeah. okay go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so we met at uh, Tim Hortons, possibly something like that. But like, any, anyway, a coffee shop. So I walked in and I was very nervous and I saw two guys, which made me more nervous because I was by myself. In retrospect, very stupid to go meet two guys you don't know so far away from you. Anyways, braveness in your 20s. So I walked up to the table and I was kind of like, hi, uh, I'm Vanessa. And they didn't say anything and they just kind of looked at me. So I was like, okay. And they're like, oh, hi, you know, I'm, I'm friend and this is my friend Guy. So, you know, I sat down like, okay, haha. So at first glance, I was not attracted to the friend, but the guy, OMG, so cute. And, you know, for a tip, if you're going to meet a girl that you've never met before, you might not want to bring your good-looking, funny friend because odds are not in your favor. <laughs> like, seriously, bring an uglier friend. I don't know. Anyway, um, so, so we all talked for a while, and it was fun, you know, but it was getting late, and I wanted to go home since I was on the other side of the universe. And as we were, walk- uh, we were walking to the parking lot and kind of uh, separated, went our ways, and I went to my car. And saw them walking into their car. Okay. So then as I was going into my car, I heard yelling, like yelling and screaming. And then I saw the cute guy run over to my car and he was like, oh, could you drive me home? Um, And I I was like, okay, why? And he said, oh, me and my friend got in a fight and um, he got mad at me because I smashed one of his cassette tapes. (laughs) Cassette tapes. (laughs) I used to play in the car. Not CDs yet, everybody. Cassette tapes. (laughs) um so anyways i thought it was weird but i mean we were talking 
we were all talking as a group. So, you know, it didn't give me any bad vibes. So I was like, okay, sure. And he said he didn't live far from where we were, which he didn't. It was like maybe five minutes. So I drove a guy home. And before I got out of the car, you know, he casually asked for my number. So I was like, okay, you know, you're cute. You can have my number. So we dated for a while, but um, I was one of those girls that he couldn't take home because he was of a certain religion and I was not. So I guess I was the token girl out of your religion, you know, frolic and fun. So one memory of this time that makes me laugh, even though it was pretty bad. So me and Guy didn't want to tell our mutual friend that we were hooking up for very obvious reasons, even though his other friends knew, which was not good either. Um, so they knew, knew, they also knew how upset he would get if he did, if he did find out. So one, one night we were in the car, uh, driving me home, friend was driving me home and the other guys were in the car and I'm not sure what we were talking about, or maybe one of the other friends brought it up to be, oh, excuse me. <laughs> so maybe one of the other friends brought it up, uh, to be an asshole, but it was the subject of me and guy. And if we slept together, how he would be so angry and blah, blah, and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, so it was, it was something like that anyway. So me and Guy were dying, like melting in the backseat, like, oh, my God, this guy's going to swerve the car. Or even though it was a joke, everybody's kind of felt the tension, but he didn't know what was going on. So that sucked. But at the time, it was very exciting to be secretive. I thought it was, like, pretty sexy. Um, So eventually he found out and he was livid and I was a bitch and a slut and all the names that guys call you when they get mad when things don't work out their way. And he didn't talk to me anymore. I was done. And uh, he didn't really talk to the friend. I mean, in, me and the uh, guy still talked. Um, but yeah, he said he wasn't talking to him for a long time. But I feel like guys usually forgive their friends faster than a girl, right? And since, I mean, since we weren't even dating and it's not like, I cheated on him. He shouldn't have got so angry because he just had a crush on me. And I would think your friend who knew that you had a crush and then full out still quote unquote stole me. You should be mad at them more. But anyway, whatever that's guys for you. Um, yeah. So anyways, it was cute while it lasted, but yeah, it was done, but he was very cute. Boys are so dumb. I know the cuteness overpowers the dumb. Damn it. Always, always, even to this yeah. day, it still does. But yes, yeah, that was definitely <laughs> that was definitely a precarious situation. But you know, the heart wants what it wants. True story. So about uh, five or six years ago, maybe seven or eight, I don't know. Um, I was on a cruise with my family, a very lovely ten-day Mediterranean cruise. So Italy, the Greek Isles, Turkey, Croatia, Montenegro. It was great. Um, and even though I was with my parents, which isn't a bad thing, like I love traveling with them um, as an only child, we have like a very great relationship. So about five days into the sailing, I met a guy out on the deck and we hit it off. Lots to say. And he was like very genuine. Um, he said I had sad eyes, which I did because I was still like emotionally struggling after my divorce, um, even though it was years ago. So we would have drinks together and talk into the wee hours, um, somewhere private on the ship and we didn't spend time off the ship together because, you know, a cruise like that is like a once in a lifetime experience. And we were both there with our families. So it was important to be able to spend time with them as much as possible. Um, so even though this guy was like beyond sweet, he wasn't visually my cup of tea. Like he wasn't like a 
Quasimodo or anything, but he's just not somebody that like I would have been attracted to if I saw them walking down the street. But his personality and his sweetness compensated for that, which is why I enjoyed spending time with him. So we talked for a few weeks after the cruise ended, but he was from the UK. And of course, so that accent, like, yes, it's very dreamy. Um, So dreamy. Good Lord. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But the time difference and the distance and financial strife, of course, um, of even trying to make something like that work just like wasn't plausible at the time. Um, Plus, like I said, the attractiveness thing for me, like maybe if I was more attracted to him, maybe I would have put in like more effort, but that kind of made it fizzle, like on my end anyways. But um, but at least for a few days out in the Mediterranean, it was very romantical, which is, I'm glad to have had that. Been a part of that. But the Medi- Mediterranean is very, very romantical and beautiful. It is. Yes. I have a story about that. But that's later. Anyways. Um, so here's my connection to the story that I said was intense, because I feel like I said it was intense, so... I need to say it. Anyways, so like I said about, so this is the same kind of time frame as MSN Messenger, which I think really <laughs> was one of the best chats. You know, you could change your name and put stars and swirls. And it was just so cool when you logged on. They're like, there's Vanessa. I don't Anyways. know, man. It was, it's no ICQ. Oh, that was also my favorite. This happened <laughs> on ICQ. We talked on that as well. I mean, this particular <laughs> boy. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, okay. So, I, yeah, I used to talk to everyone on this thing. And so I don't know how this happened. And memory is not a good thing. But um, so it was, it was a, a weekend and I was on the computer board. And this was the boyfriend um, who I talked about earlier, who I wanted as a friend. And then we talked on the phone, we hours in the morning, blah, blah, blah. So, um, he, I, so in MSN, sorry, in messenger, I got added into a conversation with that boyfriend and three, three of his friends. So these three friends he met in a school when he went, when him and his family lived in Chile. So anyways, they had a quick conversation. It was kind of like, kind of like, Oh, I'm going to go do this and we're going to do that. Okay. Okay. And then people just dropped off the chat and I was confused and I was like, at first I said, hello, but people really they just ignored me. And then after everybody left, I was just kind of there like, okay. And there was one friend there. I was bored. I'm not sure if he said hi or if I said hi, but we started talking and wow. It's like, we never stopped talking after that day constantly. So it was the same thing. Like, like with his friend, unfortunately, we talked until the wee hours of the morning, fell asleep on the phone. Well, on messenger, I fell asleep on my desk, I suppose. (laughs) And, we fell in love, like so in love. It's the best love of all the love that is ever loved. So love in your 20s is very intense, I think, because it was my first and you're like so overwhelmed. And I was I was still young and I didn't really have any boyfriends or guys who really wanted to talk to me. Any, uh, sorry, wanted to talk to me. So I was still with that boyfriend at the time. So I had to break up with him because I didn't want to lead him on and the way I was talking to his friends, um, I was like, I would be leading him on. Um, I, I remembered before while, while writing this story, I remembered, um, before I broke up with the guy, I used to, we used to obviously talk and then I kept talking about his friend and I'm like, my God, this guy's so cool. He's so funny blah, 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 which is like Vanessa. 
you can't talk to your boyfriend about how funny and cute his friend is. So um, it, one day we had a conversation like that and he's like, it sounds like you like him. I was like, I don't like him. He's just really cool. Terrible, Vanessa. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways, I broke up with him and it was very sad and I cried my eyes out, but I just had to say, look, I don't want to hurt you, but I want to be with this guy. And then, okay, it definitely hurt, but it happened. So this guy is also not somebody that I would ever be attracted to. I don't like, yeah, I really don't think so. Like if I just saw him in a group, would not talk to him at all. But uh, how it happened is we just started talking and I got so attracted to his look, his personality, sorry, that his looks like weren't as bad and he became hot to me. Like I still, if I think of him now, maybe, I don't know, maybe because the experience we went through, he's not ugly, but I don't think he was that ugly. But based on his looks, his friends called him a donkey. So mm-hmm. you, can, you can be the judge of how ugly you think he is. Anyway. People also suck sometimes. Uh, so he lived in a different he lived in a different country. So long story short, I went. We fell in love more. He asked me to marry him. I said yes, and I was like, I'm gonna get married at 25. And I visited a couple more times, and I was all planning the wedding. You know, like I was like, fuck yeah. So then we were on Messenger one time and he didn't have a good relationship with his dad. So he's like, Oh, my dad's coming to see me. His dad never came to see him. Um, And this was after he said, I'm going to get married. So dad came to see him and I'm like, he's going to tell you that you can't see me anymore. No, 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 Vanessa. He's not going to say that. Nobody is though. No, promise me. And if he does say that, I won't let him. Okay. So then I'm waiting on MSN chat waiting for him to come back. And then he comes back. He's like, we have to break up. I'm like, I fucking just told you that. Anyways, so I felt like I died. Like somebody shot me, fell off the chair and died. Uh, the pain was very real. Then I, maybe from the heartbreak, I went insane because I was determined to get him back, got two jobs, worked so much to save money and then went to fly there. I also gave him a good chunk of money for the imaginary wedding we were having. So I was able to live off that. And I stayed there for nine months lived in the country it was great um well that not him but that trip was one of my most favorite times ever yes he was in that but that whole experience was amazing um yeah I lived there for nine months we dated on and off then um yeah and then he was just being really ridiculous and I said we're done and then that was even uh that was around the eighth month I left after nine months. So I stayed with a friend for a month and then left and never went back again. It was very heartbreaking. Anyways, yes. But it was very romantic, kind of like a movie as well. I remember when all that went down with you. I thought you were nuts to like up and move there for someone who was so on the fence. Oh, yeah. Crazy. But like I said before, the heart wants what it wants. Yep. Patricia didn't like that at all. Oh. Well, Patricia knows her shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the next few things I'm going to mention were like really great things that people did for me in relationships. So there's no big story to them, but they're they're memorable and they make me smile when I think about them. So one guy I dated took me to an NSYNC concert, which was like so out of his realm that I was shocked <laughs> when he gifted me the tickets. And he went and he had a horrible time, but, you know, still thought that counts, right? And I think yeah. it shows it shows something really special when someone's willing to do something that they know they'll hate 
for the person that they care about. I agree. Um, another guy waited in line with me for like six hours when I was waiting for like the midnight release of one of the Harry Potter novels. I don't remember <laughs> which one. Um, so just like the first story I told, like doing something for someone that means squat all to you, but means the world to the person that you love. Um, another someone special knew that I wanted Cajun food like really badly. And my two favorite restaurants in all of Toronto had both closed down. And like I literally couldn't couldn't find anything, which is very bizarre for a city like this. Um, but he went out of his way to find this like little rinky dink place. Um, and apparently it's really hard to get into. And he managed to score us a reservation, and the meal was amazing, and the company was amazing. So that turned out to be a really special night as well. Um, and that same guy used to send me roses on our anniversary, like one for one year, two for two years. And it was cute and thoughtful. And it's nice, like, when an important day, like, an anniversary is remembered. How many uh, years? Just three. Oh, okay. Um, three roses. When I was in high school, a guy gave me a dozen blue roses, which I thought was pretty special at the time. Um, I don't Those think. Those were very special. Um, yeah, like I was going to say, I didn't, I, back then, I think it was really hard to get custom order kind of things like that. Like, it's probably a lot easier now, but that was nice. Okay, so I've also done my share of romantic <laughs> gestures over the years, made scrapbooks, mixtapes, CDs, uh, tried cooking dishes and dinners that were like way above my capabilities to please people. I even did like a boudoir photo shoot, which was totally out of Ooh. my element. Um, but you got to give that? Uh, it's good. The, the photographers I like, they actually did ended up doing like my pregnancy photos too. So Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, you got to give to get, right? Um, yeah. so I always try to be my best, do my best to like be as creative and original as possible to make people feel special. Sure. Okay, so my last story, which is, of course, my all-time favorite, is how I met my husband. <clears throat> so there was a blizzard when I was living in Calgary. Oh God, when when wasn't there a blizzard in Calgary? Um, so this is, I was a, living in my bachelor and I was really bored. I lived downtown and it was, it was late, but I was really bored. And I wanted to see my friend who didn't live too far down the road. Like I didn't live too far from a main street where there were lots of bars and stuff like that. So anyways, I got all dressed up, you know, as in to be warm, not dressed up to be fancy. And then at a certain point I was like why am I doing this why am I going out in the cold but anyways I decided to go because I was the boredom overtook the cold so her her work wasn't very far like I just said and I didn't have a car so I walked there um and I got to her work and just said hey came to drop by how are you fine so her shift was almost done and I was just sitting on the haircutting chair and she walked up to me and said oh one of my friends is here uh if you want to go meet him like he's yeah, so so I said, okay, like, I guess. So she wa we walked back there, and there was a guy sitting there, so I sat down and just kind of looked at him. But at this moment in my life, I was hating on guys, like, hard hating on them. I hated all of them. All of them sucked, and I hated <laughs> them. So his existence was annoying. Like, it was like, ugh, hate. Because what makes him different from all these losers that I've been meeting? Just another one, I guess. 
so I was, yeah, I was quite bitchy. So I was like, hi, you know, and he was, hi. I wasn't very talkative, just sitting like, is my friend going to be done? I can't sit with this guy anymore. But anyways, as I was grumbling into myself, he, like, obviously he didn't know what to say because I'm already there being stank. You never met me before. And he just started to talk about how he was stopping through um, Calgary because he lived in Edmonton. And Calgary is in the middle of where he went to. So he's stopping here before he drove home, which is three hours. So he asked the mutual friend uh, if he, he could stay over at her place during the night so he didn't have to drive in night and leave in the morning. And then he continued to talk about work and then work and then work. And I was looking at this guy. I'm like, you're talking so much about like, I don't even understand <laughs> what you're talking about, like your work. But I mean, he didn't know what to talk about. And that was fine. And all I can remember is that it was boring, but it was so nice to not be hit on. You know, oh, girl, you look good or something stupid. He was just treating me like any other person that he just met, just talking shit, talking about work. And it was it made me feel very comfortable. And I liked I liked it. So it was time to go home. And I asked if he could drive me home. I didn't want to walk in the blizzard. So but when we talk about this story, he says that that's when he realized that I was very cute because of how I asked him, I guess I asked him in a cute kind of way. So he drove me home and it was done. And then my friend texted me the next day and was saying how uh, he thought I was cute. And if I thought he was cute, which I did. So I said, yes. And what I didn't know is that she was doing the same thing. Vanessa thought you were cute. Do you think she is cute? <laughs> Mrs. Mrs. Matchmaker. So then we started to talk and visited each other, but like three hours on the bus is not very comfortable because I'm claustrophobic and I hate not driving. And in the winters, it was terrible. But I mean, like you said, heart's what it, heart wants what it wants. So three hours isn't too terrible. Um, so eventually we decided to move in together, but to Edmonton, which I didn't, I realized that I didn't like it very much after a while. It's terrible for all those who live in Edmonton. I'm sorry, but it sucks. Anyways. Uh, so we went on a trip in Greece, which is one of the best trips that I've ever had in my life. And I loved everything about it. So this is, so this is a trip that Radu first told me he loved me and we were sitting uh, by the ocean and the sun was setting and he took that moment and went with it and then said, I love you. And it was wonderful. And I said, I love you too. <laughs> so beautiful. It was very romantic. Anyways. <laughs> so I, I couldn't take living in Edmonton. Like it was crushing my soul. And he said that he never wanted to live there forever. So we moved to Ontario. He used to live in Windsor, but that's not really the same thing as where we live because we're cooler down this way. <laughs> And after we after we came back within the month, he proposed to me and it was very sweet. And then we got married and I was very spoiled and I had two wonderful weddings, one in Ontario and one in Romania. That's where he's from. Um, the Romanian wedding was perfect and the trip was too. Uh, one of my favorite memories uh, was that wedding and also being part of a tradition. It's called To Steal the Bride. Um, so back in the day, people from, from, a, from the wedding would steal the bride and hold her for ransom. So I think that they paid back then in goats, 
<laughs> or like a cow. But um, now obviously it's different. I hope. Well, I didn't see a cow, so it <laughs> happened. <laughs> but when I did get stolen, it was by his brother, his fiance, and uh, his god sister and her. No, no, just his god sister. Sorry. Um, and they took me to a karaoke bar. So we had shots at a bar. Then we went to a karaoke bar and sang Spice Girls very drunkenly in front of everybody who stood at the front. Good Lord. Anyways. So after that, we were in the parking lot, just about to go to the car. When all of a sudden a car skidded towards us and Redu jumped out of the car, grabbed me away my waist and threw me in the car and his godfather peeled out of the parking lot. It was very awesome. So we were driving to the reception and we got pulled over by a cop. But I think he knew the cop. Well, he was obviously speeding and he was obviously drinking, but he knew the cop. And then the cop looked at me, you know, bride in the back seat. Please don't ruin my wedding. Anyway, so he let him off and then we went. Um, I loved experiencing his culture and learning the language, which I suck at. But I mean, it was it was just really great. And now we've been married for six years and have a sweet little son who is two. Oh, yes. How sweet sweet of the sweetness. Correct. So now I have a quiz for you. It's a Valentine's quiz. Are you ready? Yes, let's go. Are you ready? Okay. So (laughs) here, let's have an easy one here. What day does Valentine's Day fall on? February 13th, 14th, 15th, or 16th? February 14th. Very good. Who, in 1861, created the world's first heart-shaped chocolate box? Ha, because I did some research, I know that the answer is Richard Cadbury. Very good. That is B. I didn't even read them off, but anyways. They were Norris Nestle, Richard Cadbury, Mick Mars, and Lord Alfred Snickers. Is that a real person? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) In the Victorian era... Mean-spirited, mean-spirited Valentine's cards were called vinegar Valentines. True or false? Huh, I don't really know, but a lot of weird things went on in the Victorian area, so I'm going to say true. Very good. As well as love, um, what occupation is St. Valentine also a patron saint of? Bakers, beekeepers, bricklayers, or software developers? A, B, or C? Let's go with A. A? Bakers? False. It is beekeepers. Of course he is. (laughs) What hugely popular website debuted on Valentine's Day in 2005? A, Facebook, B, Twitter, C, YouTube, or D, Instagram? 2005? YouTube? Yes, correct. D. Okay, where are we now? Okay, number six. Approximately how many Valentine's Day cards are given out in the USA every year? 101 million, 144 million, 157 million, or 180 million? 144? Correct. That is a ridiculous amount. It is. Number 6B, okay, yeah. Anyways, okay, number seven. Venus was the goddess of love and beauty. What was her son called? A, Keith, (laughs) B, Cupid, 
C, Lenny, or D, Declan? Let's go with Cupid. Okay. You are correct. Okay. What was Venus's favorite flower? A, tulips, B, roses, C, lilacs, or D, carnations? Roses. Good job. According to number nine. According to a survey, how much did Americans spend on Valentine's Day in 2017? Uh, A, $2 billion, B, $8.5, C, $18.2, or D, $21.3 billion. These are all Ooh. in billions. Let's just go with $18.2 billion. Very good. Did you find this quiz online? I didn't. I didn't oh. even read it before I... <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, okay, number 10. What percentage of roses purchased on Valentine's Day are red? A, 50, B, 69, C, 75, or D, 89? Hmm. I'm going to go with, let's just say D. It is B, 69%. Really interesting. It is interesting. You'd think it'd be a lot more. Number 11. Teachers receive the most Valentine's Day cards. True or false? True. Very true. Number 12. Finland calls Valentine's Day Ishtan Van Paiva. I had to Google that and listen to it. Uh, Ishtan Van Paiva? What does that mean? A. Chocolate Day. B. Flowers Day. C. Secret Card Day. Or D. Friends Day. Well, let's see. In all the Finnish I know, <laughs> I don't know. Let's just say Secret Card Day. It is D, Friends Day. Oh, how nice of them. It is. Uh, 13. Who thought it would be bad luck to sign a Valentine's Day card? A, the Romans, B, the Victorians, C, North Americans, or D, people in a small Italian village called Valentino? Let's go with those small Italian villagers. Incorrect. It <laughs> is B, the Victorians. Mm. I tricked you with the last one. Um, okay. What Number 14. What percentage of people give their pets a gift on Valentine's Day? One. Oops. A, 1%. B, 3%. C, 5%. Or D, 8%. Let's go with 5%. It is 3%. Last question, number 15. How many Valentine's Day cards are sent each year around the world? So, A, 50 million, B, 75 million, C, 90 million, or D, 1 billion? 75 million. 1 billion. Good Lord. Way to go, Hallmark. I know. I don't know how much you got, but you did a good job. Okay, then. Well, I hope everyone learned a little bit of something. So there are a lot of fun and interesting facts that can be found online about Valentine's Day. And we wanted to share five that we think are the most fun. So number one, St. Valentine wasn't just one person. According to history.com, there are two men named Valentine for whom the holiday could have been inspired. One was a priest in the third century. He lived in Rome. And he defied Emperor Claudius's ban on marriage and illegally married couples in the spirit of love. 
And the second Valentine was killed for attempting to help Christians escape prison in Rome. And he sent the first quote unquote Valentine message when he was imprisoned, signing it from your Valentine. Hmm. Interesting. So fun and interesting fact number two, the first mass produced Valentine's Day cards were done in the U.S. by Esther A. Howland, known as the mother of the American Valentine. Her original cards were crafted very elaborately with lace and ribbon. Today, Americans send approximately 145 million Valentine's Day cards every season. Wow. Is that the same amount that the quiz said? Yeah, your quiz said 144, which is why I knew that it had to be close. Oh, okay. Hoping that they were hopefully written around the same time. Uh, Yeah, because I'm a (laughs) sucked. Okay. Um, Okay. The third interesting fact is that the first heart-shaped box of chocolates was introduced in 1861 by none other than the Cadbury family. Uh, which we said in the quiz, who started packaging chocolates in fan- fancy boxes to increase their sales. I bet it did. Fancy boxes are wonderful. Today, more than 36 million heart-shaped boxes of chocolate are sold each year. That's a ludicrous amount of chocolate. <laughs> Interesting fact number four. Conversation hearts started out as medical lozenges. A Boston pharmacist named Oliver Chase invented a machine that simplified the way lozenges were made. Uh, This became America's first candy-making machine as Chase... um, The the candies were originally bigger um, with phrases such as, Married in white, you have chosen right. And how long shall I have to wait? Please be considerate. That sounds like a big-ass heart. Uh, Today's conversation hearts contain approximately 45 sayings. And fit on the teeny tiny heart like true love, hug me, you rock. They have a shelf life of five years. Gross. They eat them after five years. And lastly, number five is inspired by William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet. There is an actual place in Verona, Italy, as is mentioned in the 2010 movie Letters to Juliet, where people. Sorry, it's cute. Do you? I can't stand what's her face. No, I don't like What's-Her-Face either, but the movie's cute. So um, in Verona, uh, where people that are suffering can leave messages for Juliet Capulet asking for help. So this has made Verona the capital of love and thousands of letters arrive yearly from all over the world. And there are a team of volunteers that take the time to respond to each and every one. The team of volunteers is known as the Juliet Club and... They've been alive in some form or another since 1930 when Ettore Soleimani, the guardian of Juliet's tomb, began gathering the first letters people would leave at her grave. We will post That's the link to, the, to their website so you can uh, check it out. And that is all for today's episode of Mixed DNA. Thank you for stopping by. Remember to reach out to us via our social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Mixed DNA Podcast. Let us know about any stories that pull on your heartstrings or romantic stories that make you laugh. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.